just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 53 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season three, episode eight, the worst day since yesterday. Now this is the little bit where the music keeps going and there's a little gap here. So in that gap, I'm going to say, hey, why don't you leave us a review? Real quick, leave us a review. We need them. Rate, review, subscribe. Keeping up the appearances. Error. Reconfiguring. Perspective, nephew. I'm here to adjust yours. Gonna have problems with her hands. Someone yeah. she can pick up plates and not feel that they're boiling. You uh-huh. know, she's got asbestos fingers. They're gonna be rough. What is that? Is that like, a crow's foot? What the fuck? At the cafe, like, can I can I see something Italian? Can I see that it had an impact on you? Can I see that what Keith and Lucas went through for them six weeks that you were away were worth it, Karen? Karen! You want the person you've become? Then do something about it, because no one's gonna do it for you. Karen! Wild dreams are born. Wait, why are you making this shit up? What you, what's wrong with you? Be, no, not Philip. Felix. <laughs> Felix not working. Felix, it's over. <laughs> the asthma's doing you wonders. I watched him have a shit in an alley and I watched him kiss his first girlfriend. Must have been a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> when do plans start living? Hello, mate. Hello, guys. How you doing, Boozy? That's a one dunk and you're done kind of biscuit. I'm not fucking about, mate. He's like, don't be mean, no, Simon. Listen, keep being mean. I'm going to make you call me Colonel, okay? ATM over here. You've just become a raven. Love that. Love that. Love that. Don't in the snow. Keith, what is slab and beef? Absolutely. A los cuevos, a One Tree Hill podcast. Soy Simon, why me encanta One Tree Hill. Holiday. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Ravens of One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night. But before you grab the snacks from this week covered, have you left us a review? Because we really need them. That's the theme of this episode. Please leave us a review. Thank you very much. Move on upstairs and settle in. As tonight's episode for debate, seriously, have you left it yet? Because we need them reviews. Numbers are dwindling. The worst day since yesterday. Unless yesterday you gave us a review. Dom, we're here. How are you, my man? I am well, my friend. I'm good. I've had a fairly busy week so far, sorting out um, stuff in my new flat. Ayo. Which is all fun and exciting. I'm not fully in there yet. I've still got to wait for quite a few things, like broadband, a sofa, general, you know, kitchen equipment and stuff. But I reckon in two weeks' time... I will be podcasting from there. So next next podcast, I'll be here still in my old house. And then the week after that, I should hopefully be in there. If not, it will definitely be the week after that. But I'm hoping for then. 
Anyway, how are you, my that's very ex- good friend? That's, that's, ex- <laughs> that's exciting. Is the dolphin coming with? That's what everyone wants to know. I think the dolphin needs to make that choice and probably will make that choice itself. Mm. It, I mean, it, it's free thinking, free flowing. It has an mm. air hole. Don't block the air hole. Um, Never. Don't scratch the skin. You've got to be gentle. Gentle touches Very. on a dolphin. Oh, man. Have I told you about... Oh, no. This is how barbaric this is. <laughs> where, where, where do you think this is going? What did you do to a dolphin? <laughs> <laughs> did it shit next to your car? <laughs> <laughs> what would dolphin shit even look oh, like? Oh, it's horrendous. It's, like, really green, and it, like, splurts out. It's, it's oh. disgusting. I've seen a dolphin shit, yeah. How? Oh, you went on holiday somewhere and you swam with dolphins in the like were they wild dolphins? I went to Cuba and That's I went it. and saw dolphins, yes. They're they're not fully wild, no. They're in the sea. You monster. I know, I know, it's horrible. You black fish monster. <laughs> I didn't swim with them though. I got to, oh, I so got that's to... okay. What did you do? Just kick and spit at them like normal? I would just <laughs> watch them shit, apparently. <laughs> no, wait, what? Because I've seen the picture. You were like on some stairs, right? Like yeah. going into the water and then there's a dolphin there. So explain this situation. I went to Cuba and they have a like an on ocean, like aquatic center um, where they right. look, look after these dolphins basically and try and breed dolphins um in terms of releasing them i know that they release some of them but i don't know how often so they they like breed them and then release them but because they leave them in this basically large undersea unit they're still in the sea and then they release them after a little while so i don't know what's going on there it sounds to, a bit like you know, deep legit. blue sea where they make the smart the sharks. Scary sharks, yeah. Uh and I didn't pay to like swim with them or anything because uh I didn't want to. And the people that were there were like, Hey, you seem quite nice. Do you wanna go and meet this dolphin that was called Barbara? And I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll go meet Barbara. So I went and met Barbara and stood there for a minute and got to touch Barbara on the head and that that was it. That was literally my contact with a dolphin. And then I saw Barbara do a shit. <laughs> and it was green. Are you sure just Barbara wasn't ill? And I mean, actually, dolphins don't go like this. She but... eats a lot of tuna and it's obviously having some sort of impact. <laughs> well, I have two two dolphin stories. The one I wasn't about to tell, but I will tell now in this context, was when I was 16... I swam with dolphins in a very confined space, which would be frowned upon now. And, you know, I definitely wouldn't partake in. I mean, we've spoken about this before. We are both uh, advocates for blackfish. I actually, I donate monthly to the whale and dolphin uh, organization, charity. I've forgotten what it's called. Do you as well? No, no. I was just say I don't eat fish uh-huh. anymore as a result of of this sort of thing. Yeah, you don't eat fish. I give them money, Dom. Okay, well, you give fish money. What are they going to do with it? <laughs> I think that's funny. I'll have less plastic, please. Thank you. That's why they <laughs> shit out green because I'm just giving them that green. You know, they're just shitting it out. <laughs> just a pocket full no, of fibers. Yeah, you. 
you're, you're not eating fish anymore. That's good because of sea spiracy, wasn't it? It's ruined my life. Yeah, totally. Sea spiracy. Oh, because they're just it's just craziness, absolute craziness. The the traumatic things I've seen. I'm too scared to watch cowspiracy because at the moment I'm too much of a carnivore. But I know if I watch that, I will I will probably stop eating meat as well. I think F and I are moving to vegan. I've been vegetarian for uh, over a decade, but I think it might be time to go to go vegan. Wow. But hang on. So this was in Tenerife. In Tenerife, it was called Zoo Marine. Um <laughs> And my mum, it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't meant to be swimming with the dolphins. It was me, my mum and my dad. And she was doing it as like a relaxing thing, you know, like a, what do you call it? Therapy? Uh, yeah, like a spiritual, I'm going to swim with the dolphins and be at nature and whatever. Be one with Again, we're, yeah, we're talking like what, 2004, 2003, 2004. This was before people were thinking... I mean, Free Willy came out in 1993, so we should have all already, you know, had a word. But anyway, my my mom was going, but then she didn't want to go on her own, and my dad, my dad wasn't feeling it, so I I jumped in last minute, and it was pretty special. I've got there's like home videos that you know came with it and pictures and things. It was like a treasured memory. I even did the thing where you have a dolphin under each arm and you sort of like. You know, I mean, now, terrible. I would never, you know, be part of it. But there you go. And then the the point that I was actually going to say was when I was 13, we went to SeaWorld. Again, loved it, even <laughs> though they are the devil. I know that now, but I was 13 and just loving life. And they actually in the end. Did you ever go to SeaWorld? No. Right, well, in in the entrance when you come in to, because it's like a massive theme, but it's got all the you know the whales and dolphins, whatever. There's also like a theme park with rides and whatever. When you come in, there's just this massive, like sort of river or tank going round of dolphins, and you don't have to, you didn't have to wash your hands, you didn't have to do anything. You can just put your hand in and touch a dolphin. Like they're encouraging you to do it. And when you look at the dolphins, I remember this from when I was like thirteen. They all had, like, uh, scratches on and marks on them where people have had, like, you know, rings on. And it's like, yeah, so it's some horrific shit. Fuck you, SeaWorld. <laughs> Fuck you anywhere. That I, I Places that are protecting wildlife and, that like, rehabilitating them. Is that the right terminology? Healing them to re-release them or animals that can't be released. Fine. But... It's some really barbaric shit to have a dol- uh, a whale, dolphins, you know, that swim hundreds of miles a day in a tank. It is insane. Crazy, Sorry, isn't it? Ran, ran over. It is crazy, though. Yeah. It's nuts. It's scary as well that, that we can, as humans, we can box a wild animal and expect entertainment out of it it's very very strange mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well speaking of entertaining mint should we talk about one tree hill yeah let's go for it let's do this so this was a 
A good episode, a classic episode. Where would you like to start, my man? In fact, before we start, may I say about our Patreons? Of course. We don't have any new patrons, Dom, but we do have free upgrades. (gasps) And if you upgrade, I like to shout you out again because you've upped your commitment and we up our commitment to you. Yes, we do. So, moving up to Varsity, long-time listener. In fact, the first person that ever reached out on, like, a comment through Podbean, Oki. Oki, welcome. Welcome to the Almost Supreme. (laughs) You're almost there. (laughs) But thank you so much. We love you. It means so much, and she upgraded specifically because we need. She needs to see them highlights because she can't make the watch alongs because she goes to bed at like nine, um, and she's a big supernatural fan. And yeah, we will watch it at some point. Seventeen, okay, we will. Seventeen minute watch along video this time. That was lo- dope. It's the longest one I've done. <laughs> I thought oh. like, there's so many reactions in this in the, from this episode, so it's just like, yeah, I'm putting this all in. <laughs> the next one would just be not highlight; it would just be here's the, the watch along. Yeah, <laughs> we could do that. We could just put it up there. But I quite I quite like taking out. There's there's quite a few like irrelevant chunks that I think oh this was just chatter that we didn't react to so let's clear it out <laughs> of of the episode you mean yeah, oh, yeah 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 well also upgrading to varsity jenna jenna welcome to varsity you are the star center of this team jenna is a teacher and judging by instagram she fucking hates her job <laughs> 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 I'm Jenna. I'm joking. What age range are we? <laughs> are we teaching? Like if it's if it's if it's teenagers, then fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. And Jenna, you're anonymous. Don't worry. There's there's a million Jennas, so you could be anybody. But um, but you're not. You're not anybody to us. You're, our you're raven. very special. You're our Raven. Yes, and Oki is uh is a lovely woman that gave us the timberland codes you know for discount i forgot to say that oki is the uh although jenna's the star center oki's the team captain oh varsity captain but dom problem with that is is we also have somebody else we have somebody else that has climbed through the ranks i'm talking Junior Varsity off the bench to Hall. Hall of motherfucking fame. Fame. I'm gonna live forever. Sarah's gonna learn how to fly. Hi. Because Sarah, I'm talking New York, send her kids away for eight weeks out of the <laughs> summer because it's wine o'clock. Sarah. Is in the hall of motherfucking fame, Dom. Sarah. Sarah is also a captain, but of the hall of fucking fame team. So now there's different teams. Okay. Let's see what's going on. (laughs) If there's different teams, I want to be the captain of something. You're the colonel. Okay. (laughs) What are you? you? I'm the Roger the cabin boy. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're Roger. You're Roger the Gimp. You're on a leash, and I'm holding it. <laughs> Put your ball gag back in now. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, Shut up. Jesus. Let me put my bare foot on your face. <laughs> Just try and lick it. <laughs> no. Stop licking. You can't lick the gags in. Come with a dolphin. <laughs> no, God. I want to make a... The real dolphin moved. It was angry that I wanted to be a dolphin. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. The dolphin said, I'll give you a blowhole <laughs> in your spine. <laughs> Give them all exhale. <laughs> so, so oh, one last thing. I meant to tell you. I don't know if I've told you this or not. I'm doing a new thing because it's my son's first Christmas. Well, he was born like a week and a half before Christmas last year, but he was, you know, ten days old at Christmas. So I'm counting this one as his first like Christmas, Christmas. I am. I've stopped shaving about a week and a half ago, and I am not going to shave until after Christmas. And I'm going to dye my beard white and my hair. And I've already bought a Santa suit. I have right here, and I'm going full Santa Claus. Wow! My own beard, baby. I and yeah. What do you reckon? I reckon. How reckon? How reckon? How long do you reckon? Your beard is going to get in that time. It go. I mean, I've had... Re, I mean, it's what? This is like a week and a half. And it's <laughs> not bad. Um, wait, what are you laughing at? It looks pretty well shaped, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, well Yeah, no. I said I'm growing a beard. I didn't say I'm growing a neck beard. <laughs> I'm, tri- I'm trimming up the neck because I'm not a monster, Dom. Are you going to... No one wants a neck beard. Are you going to grow the belly? You should grow the belly as well. Eat. I just want to see you eating Doritos. I've just told you I'm running every day to lose weight. No, I just put padding there. No. Put your head up. I want to see the bottom of your beard. Do you you keep a neck? Okay. Do you you ever trim that down? Yeah, oh yeah, sometimes. Yeah, quite short to there. The the trick is, is to put your... Do that, isn't it? And where your finger stops. That's where you cut. You put your finger just below your chin and then you go back. And then when your finger stops, that's where you're supposed to trim to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who knew? There you go. Well, I'll put that into Ofcom regulation. Off hair. In the contents oh, of the head. manual. What did I say? Ofcom. Ah, bastards. Not Ofcom. People. Pe- what? <laughs> People. <laughs> People. Ofcom is good. I'm just saying, you know, With the, our, they our need regulation version. for, yeah, for offhead, yeah. But, yeah, what do you think? Do you think I could get a decent beard going in, like, what What have we got? Three months. Wait, September to October, October to November, November. Yeah, three months. I think you could get a fairly decent one on the go. Have you got a backup just in case you feel like it's got to go? It's uncomfortable, it's itchy? <laughs> You'll know this because of history, you know, but do you remember, isn't there someone that went to war and then they landed in a different country that they were about to invade and they just burnt their own boats to say, well, you can't go home. The only way is forward. You know, there is no retreat. That you know, come familiar. on. <laughs> or was that just in like 300, the movie or something? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that's no, I'm not doing a backup. It's this or nothing. Oh, cool. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I think you'll grow a sizable beard in that time. Yes. Do you think then you'll you like call me it? Santa Claus. Do you think you'll like it uh, and you'll keep it? So we'll get having to like... a long beard. Yeah. Well, I've had a very long beard before when yeah. I did the Special Olympics in like 2015. It was like out here. And yeah, I do like it. I like when it retains water, you know, stuff like that. Wring <laughs> <Have to like laughs> but... it out. <laughs> yeah, but I. But I found this stuff that you just rub into like your beard and your hair, and it just turns you grey. But then you can wash it out. So, but my beard goes. This is too much talk about my beard. But yeah, I'm going full Santa Claus. Nice. I look forward to seeing it. Seeing the pictures. If you're or, lucky, or I'll be on my knee. Way. <laughs> no joke. No joke. Okay. Yeah, I'm up for that. That's a Patreon perk right there. Ask for a Christmas wish. I ask for... Um, Don't tell me. Tell Santa Claus. Anything One Tree Hill, please. As long as it's not a bit concrete. Well. <laughs> Funny enough, I've been watching... So I've been I've been off these last two weeks sorting, like, on holiday slash vacation, sorting stuff out for my flat, which is all going well. And, you know, I watch um, seasons pretty quickly. I, mm. I finished watching SWAT a couple of weeks ago. I started watching oh, it. Yeah. So like five days ago, or maybe four, I started watching Chicago Fire. Have you seen this? It's on Netflix no. now. And oh, I wait, won... is that the one with Sasha Baron Cohen in it? No. No, something else. It's okay, something completely on. different. So this is a, <laughs> I a think it... <laughs> this is a TV show about um, a Chicago fire department. Mm-hmm. Um and or like a particular firehouse of the Chicago Fire Department. And it's all right. It's easy. Again, it's easy watching this. Stuff goes wrong. Stuff happens. And I'm on episode. So it's five days in. I'm on episode 17 of season two. Jesus Christ. Of season what? two. <laughs> How long are the episodes? They're about 40 minutes long, maybe 50. They're, they're pretty long episodes, actually. They feel quite long, but I'm absolutely hammering through them. So and and uh, in about episode, like quite early on in season two, who who turns up? Sophia, Sophia Bush. Bush. Yeah, because mm, she's I in Chicago. Know, I didn't know this. She's in Chicago PD, right? That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like a crossover. So the character, I guess, she plays in Chicago Fire is the same character she plays in Chicago PD. So is she is she good in it? Is it weird seeing her like older? It's weird seeing her pull out a gun. <laughs> that was a bit unusual. I mean, hopefully she pulls Wait out for a the gun later on... seasons. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, like season eight, she's like goes on a spree. <laughs> her and Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought I'd I'd drop that in. But yeah, I'm nearly nearly at the end of season two already. You're monstrous. So it's weird, isn't it? It's strange. Like I could I could have finished one tree here in a week. <laughs> I really hope you will watch it again. I think once we finish season nine, we need to watch because we didn't do a watch along until the uh, early season two. I think that's when we started doing it, so we didn't watch season one at all. So I think if people are down for it, we should keep what doing the watch along at least, and and do season one. What like, do you think? I like the idea of that. I like the idea of going back and. Watching what we missed with everyone. That would mm, be quite cool. Yeah. I, and because I'll know how things 
end up as well by that point so yeah we can just talk freely about it so it'll be that'd be cool when we were talking where were we talking on instagram i think about i put a thing out saying the first time i ever did it saying you know oh ask me a question (laughs) (laughs) and i got tons i got tons um which was really fun so but you were saying what we doing next Mm. and i think it has to be lost do you know what i think we should do yeah everybody that comes on says they that in their top five shows is like vampire diaries oh boy yeah, I haven't seen it, but I, F, I haven't, I haven't F watched it religiously. But she loved it. What a way of like keeping all our ravens Peoples. as ravens in yeah. our little community, because I, I reckon most of them have watched or do watch or would watch Vampire Diaries, so we can still keep talking to the same people <laughs> doing a different show. Because some of them might, be... might not be interested in in Lost. I mean, some of them might pick up Lost because because we're doing it and talking about it, and you're guiding me through that. But I reckon something like Vampire Diaries would be quite interesting. It would be an interesting dynamic for that neither of us have seen it or know anything about it. Mm-hmm. That would be quite interesting, wouldn't it? And then having and then having a ra- a raven on each episode. And they are guiding us through. Yeah, that would so, be interesting. Yeah, put the maybe we out. should just put it put it to a vote. You know what? Because a lot of people said supernatural. Sarah's watching that. Oki, like I said, has been pitching that for a long time. Uh, Total Betty, you're about to start Friday Night Lights, uh, which which is cool. I watched that back in the day, and you know they've done the. It's good, but don't bother. We've got our own stuff to do. Um, <laughs> We've got shit going on, yeah. <laughs> um, we could just watch Die Hard over and over again. Oh, we've done that so many times, but I would happily do that with you again. <laughs> We're definitely going to do it at some point. But yeah, okay. Should we talk about One Tree Hill? Let's do that. Can we just before we get there just say about the reviews we were we were hounding our peoples on uh on the watch along but for real guys we're we're missing out on the reviews we haven't had a review from the uk since like april oh it's september we'll we'll have one come through like tomorrow or the day after is it from is it from your girlfriend's phone no <laughs> No, it's not. She's she's already done one. She did one ages ago. Uh, this will be from Kiri. Kiri did one. Kiri messaged me and okay. said a review has been done, uh, and I th- like maybe she stole her sister's phone or something and did a review. Or, we had a message about saying specifically how from someone saying specifically how much they enjoyed Kiri on the podcast and how it was nice because it had been built up because you'd said from you know way back from whenever she first signed up that you had you know a friend that signed up so it was cool for that to come to fruition and it was great she was she was great it was nice for me to meet her as well and yeah i really enjoyed it yeah she had a great time and someone messaged me as well and said it was like oh it's so freaking cool that uh we finally got to hear kiri and yeah it's good it's really nice nice feeling 
It's like when Magdalena came on and oh God, yeah. people were like the genuinely hype. excited. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, the fear that's put into us. <laughs> and I, I, I've i emailed Wayne. Oh it's God, official. I saw that poor, poor man. He's thinking, he's, he's opened, he's seen the email. He's seen, he's just seen who it's from. And he's seen the, the, the title of the email. And he's just gone, fuck my life. I hate this shit. I'm not do. I'm not opening that email. I'm not going to open it. My opener was, it was subject to heading, Blue Ravens jersey. <laughs> opening op- opening line, hi Wayne, me again. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> I- I've asked him about you know said about what we want and blah 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 and then i've asked him about the warm-up jackets that uh that the basketball players wear like the black jackets with like the raven sort of front on on the on the side Mm. and then i'm going to ask him about the cheerleader outfits because we've had some requests for that as well Uh, my my instinct is saying that they that's that the company that he works for didn't um, make the cheerleading outfits but I will ask I think it would have just been the sports stuff and Dom finally I have uh, I have a lead on a prop on a One Tree Hill prop Ooh. for a very reasonable price I don't want to say too much because it's it's public so it oh someone's shouting outside of my house <laughs> that was so loud did you hear that? Yeah, my window's open. Oh, okay, shout back. Should I ch- should I check? I best check. Hang on, commentate while I check. Oh. If I'm gone for too long. Oh, if you're gone for too long, there's nothing I can do. You're bloody eight miles away from me. Oh, Simon's got his head out the window. You're gonna shout back? Shout something yeah, back. Come on, come on. <laughs> I'm right here. Mugs. <laughs> yeah, I saw them, Dom. They didn't want nothing. They, they looked at me and they just scurried. Nah, I don't know. No troubles, mate. Kids, I guess. No. <laughs> I live in a very safe neighborhood watch area. Okay. I take my dog out every night. <sighs> Patrolling. And, and, you know, yeah, <laughs> looking for trouble, <laughs> you know. I never find it. But What are you up to? I... <laughs> <laughs> nothing, <laughs> sir. <laughs> That's right. Go about your business. No, I, I, every night I go out. It's very, it's very soothing actually because the street lights go out, and there's like hard, there's hardly any light pollution. You can see every. I saw a shooting star a few months ago. I just spend my time taking Luna out to the bathroom, but looking up. It's like my big thing is to look up. You feel grounded. You feel insignificant, but in a beautiful way. Insignificant <laughs> in that. I am just this tiny speck in this never-ending universe of existence and what luck and joy it is to be alive and be experiencing this. Any of these little problems and things I'm thinking about really are inconsequential in the long run. I am here right now with the people I love at that time and with my dog. But, you know, people I love are back in the house and I'm just living life. But what often distracts from that is there are these two dogs, like a guy that takes out, he's probably in his 40s or 50s, he takes out these two dogs and they hate Luna for some reason to the point, and Luna gets scared, they're like, 
bark, rah, 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 like barking and whatever, like pulling him on the lead. He doesn't apologize. He doesn't even look at me. He doesn't say shit. And I came out of the house once and they're barking at Luna and Luna got so scared. She pulled me into my car that was like parked on the driveway. He didn't say anything. Could you imagine that? You, you, your dog barks so loud at someone coming out of their front door of their own house. Don't even apologize. It's crazy. Mark. Does he does he like live next to you or opposite you or, or does no, he just happens he to be, be waiting for you? He must. Li- <laughs> yeah, he's patrolling as well. <laughs> we do. Uh, now he must live around here, but he does walked around the block to take them to the bathroom as well i guess but i never blame the dogs it's always how they've been treated you know mm. it's not the dog's fault but yeah there you go crazy what was the point of this that we were going to start talking about this episode of one tree hill but you then heard talking about something... oh the reviews we need more <laughs> reviews people please like we're there's lesser, we've said this so many times, there are lesser One Tree Hill podcasts that seem to be creeping up above us in the ranks, and that is trash. <laughs> hot, hot trash, like those podcasts. And ours deserves to be on a plate of gold, because we're the people's podcast. If you're listening to this right now, this is your podcast. This podcast is yours, it's not ours. We're merely your servants presenting it to you. It is yours. And your podcast is being disgraced right now. (laughs) Yes, we'll go behind Drama Queens. Of course. That's fine. It's literally their show. Our show too. But literally theirs. They were in it. Fine. We'll go behind Rivercourt. It's been there from day one. We get it. We love it. Lex, we appreciate you. Ryan, we're yet to meet you. But we will. And then we're fine to be behind Tree Hill Talk because, you know, they're the OGs. But we're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. Say it, Dom. We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. Now say it with some bass in your voice. We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. Now say it with some high pitch in your voice. We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. Now say it in an Australian accent. We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. Scottish. What are the, what are the motherfucking gangsters of right now? Irish. What are the motherfucking gangsters of right now? Say it as Catwood. Uh, you know, we're the motherfucking gangsters of mm, right now. She's so chill. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. And American. Let's go New York. Uh, we're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. Excellent. Northern, Newcastle. Oh, Jesus, hold on. We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> Liverpool. Uh, hold on. <laughs> what the fucking gangsters of right now? Wait. <laughs> Swedish. Oh, God. <laughs> We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. <laughs> so sorry to anyone in G- Sweden. German. <laughs> we are. 
the motherfucking gangsters are right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me one. Um, I want you to do South African. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I know they they talk with a tight mouth, so we're the motherfucking gangsters right now. Sure. <laughs> Good one. Everybody says if you try to do an uh, a South African accent, you have to tighten your mouth. Talk of a toit mouth. Is that right? Let me hear you do South African. What's the? Um, With the motherfucking gangsters right now. You just said it like fifteen times. Oh no, I forget. I pay no attention. <laughs> South African's really hard to do. That's why I picked it for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because you're that good. Yeah, we clearly. The motherfucking gangsters of right now. Oh, that's good. One more time. We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. Yeah, you really get that R. Oh, it's really good. You've got to get the R's, mate. <laughs> got to get it right. <laughs> so hard. Span- Spanish? Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's allowed because I am Spanish, by the way. Disclaimer. We'll put that right there. <laughs> okay. I, I actually... Kerry messaged me the other day, and her sister didn't believe that I could do different accents. And that this is when I wasn't feeling well as well. Like last week, I was a bit ill. A week before that, I was really ill, and um, it was it was like a bit nasty. And she messaged me and said, "Could you send me uh, basically some voice notes of you doing these different accents?" And she sent me a list of like five or six different accents to do. So I was like, "Yeah, sure." I did them. I was like, "I, I sound really awful because I'm ill." And then she she said she played them to her sister, and then she got back to me. She's like, "You're brilliant. That was great." She loved it. I was like, wow. Yeah, you kill it. <laughs> but you didn't do Spanish. You didn't say it. Uh, she? Uh, we are the, uh, how you say, motherfucking uh, gangsters all right now. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> one more. Let's do one more oh, just God, to round it off. People have, like, stopped listening now. People have gone. They haven't even started talking about One Tree Hill yet, and we've mentioned it about eight times. Like, oh, okay, we'll start talking about the episode now. So, we haven't had any reviews lately. <laughs> Motherfucking gangsters so, right now. <laughs> that's, that's what the reviews are going to say. Yeah, the, the, the well, these two gangsters. These two, the motherfucking right gangsters now. right now, but they don't talk about One Tree Hill. <laughs> Can you do... Can you do an impression of me saying saying the motherfucking gangsters of right now? Where are the motherfucking gangsters of right now? <laughs> All right, just soulless. <laughs> it was just the take best the... way. Best way of representing just, you is just dead just inside. T- <laughs> <laughs> what would yours be? Yours would be <laughs> of the motherfucking gangsters of right now. <laughs> That's perfect. That is so perfect. That's you've got such a vocal laugh. It's delicious. You're delicious. Well, nummy. <laughs> I ate his liver with some kidney beans. No, father beans. Bloody hell! A Chianti, a fine Chianti. 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 I can tell people this because um, it's not my name now, not that anyone cares anyway, but for the first 18, 19, how many years? 19 years of my life, my last name was Hannibal. 
and when that movie came out not silence of the lambs but they released what hannibal i can't remember what year but it was in like i remember being in like year nine or something so how old are we like 14 something like that and the movie came out just called hannibal spelt the exact same way everything and uh what do you reckon dom do you reckon 14 year olds um are kind about that sort of thing in a school setting definitely not no so people were being um i'm slightly mean to me uh about this sort of stuff and obviously hannibal lecter eight people right and i, I think i told my sister this or i told someone this i'm assuming it was my sister and she gave me some advice and the next day when someone said something um they said something to me like oh what are you gonna do you're gonna eat me and as my sister told me to say i said no i'm gonna eat your parents oh <laughs> how did that go or more down? specifically your mother i think i'm gonna eat your mom um, <laughs> yeah excellent <laughs> yeah so no, I think it I think it went well. I think that's what happened. I might have just dreamed it. Yeah, sometimes I daydream so hard I can't actually tell the difference between reality and and not. So there's medication for that, my friend. <laughs> there's people have like reviews <laughs> and and medical professionals support them with these issues. I just have a podcast <laughs> <laughs> with your silly mate Dom. <laughs> <laughs> two stupid accents you're not even real i throw my voice to to make you there could you imagine <laughs> at the end this has all been a thing and i it's just me on my own just on two two laptops <laughs> yeah uh, well dom you keep distracting us should we talk about one tree hill oh god okay if we have to <laughs> well katie will be on in 20 minutes so we'll just make her <laughs> We're supposed to have talked about it all before this point. This episode was a good one. Where would you like to start? I'd like to start with Rachel. Oh, okay. I've decided I want to start with Rachel because I've also decided I hate Rachel. Okay. I think she's a dickhead. Mm-hmm. And it's only a matter of time, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Well, that was going to happen. The homophobia is kind of settling in a little bit. That oh yes doesn't sit well with me. The, it's so dated. Not the, to say it was acceptable then, but they would never fly at all now. You just, know, in a TV show like just this. the whole doing up Lucas's locker with the the rainbow flags, and you know he makes a joke saying, "Well, it was either you or Tim that did this." Ha ha. You know, because Tim's been a little bit weird about things um, with his <laughs> new tramp stamp, um, but yeah, she's just a dick. And then when they're in the car at the end and he's he said oh will you give me a lift because he's avoiding brooke and she's like yeah sure and then she's like just go for what's in front of you that kind of thing and he's i think he's been quite decent lucas has been quite decent at this point saying i'm not gonna start like jumping on you rachel i'm not gonna start chasing you and going for you you know i don't i don't want that right now i don't need that right now and she's like what what the hell blah 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 get out of my car and kicks him out and just like, what is this girl's problem? She's just, she's been a dickhead this entire episode. And then she's suddenly made this change to, no, it's not because uh, I'm rejecting you. You know, I'm not saying this any other. I mean, I think there's two ways to look at it. 
in one way you can look at as this, oh that's good she's having some self-respect and some integrity and decency etc dignity you could say but it just feels a bit like whiplash like it's happened too quickly like this isn't the character that we know this is a new side that's come out of left field so i don't think we trust it that easily yeah she's just she's kind of got a felix vibe for me now and there's that moment where peyton steps in and kind of says you know well at least you didn't have dyke written on your thing and she's made comments to peyton about her sexuality um like in previous episodes as well and she's just a really uncomfortable character to watch now i thought she was mm-hmm. good at the beginning because she was bringing challenge and she was she was the bad guy but making brooke look like the bad guy and or, or like bringing the bad guy out of brooke and and she was looking like the hero of the day and it was like it was quite fun but now i just think oh when is she gonna fuck off like at what at what point is she gonna exit one tree hill because she's so annoying Mm. yeah (laughs) i think i think that's fair i think they haven't found the grounding for her yet they haven't found fully where she's gonna slot in yet so i think maybe forgive some of this to a certain extent and maybe see it as they're trying to work out where the character's gonna gonna go does that mean she's in it for the long haul oh god maybe (laughs) maybe not she could be gone she might never return she might have just driven and never stopped driving she just left she's gonna be another andy oh andy that's karma (laughs) how's your karma dan (laughs) so that's kind of all i've got to say about rachel to be honest Uh, i really have no time for her so that's all she gets that'll do for her well then Allow me to choose uh, Mouth and Gigi because that's <laughs> small. It's a great combo again. Gigi's talking about hiding in the boys' locker room to watch them. I, I kept that bit in the watch along because I thought that was hilarious. It's just like that snippet of commentary where he's like, Mouth introducing everyone coming out. It's like really hyped. And it's like, yeah, yeah, here, here they are. And here's your co-captain, Lucas Scott. And here's the other co-captain, Nathan Scott. Woo, it's all wonderful. And then it's like, and now the national anthem is sung by Chris Keller. <laughs> Which is a great one. This goes out to all your girlfriends. Oh, that was such a good moment. Such a good You know moment. who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> and Lucas is like, I really hate that guy. <laughs> Chris Keller's on fire in this episode. He is. So much to say about him. Honestly, he is all over it. But uh, Gigi's comment was, was hilarious. I thought, wow, she's hopefully she gets like quite a few little one-liners in. I, I, like, I like the idea that this person is going to have uh, some good one-liners. Um, which are a little bit sort of tongue-in-cheek and a bit risky. But Mouth, Mouth kind of has the the perfect ending of this episode. He is like the ultimate super spy, isn't he? With his little recording device or his mobile phone and his head bobbling away. Um, yeah. And he goes to see Mayor Rowe. Not very mayoral. that Didn't even know that was a word. What, mayoral? Yeah, say oh. that three times in a row as fast as you can. Mayoral, mayoral, mayoral. <laughs> what? Mayoral, 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 mayoral. Say, excuse me, mayoral, will you pass the mayonnaise to the mayor? <laughs> excuse me, mayoral, will you pass the mayonnaise to the mayor? 
trash. <laughs> Madness. Have you ever used mayoral in a sentence in your entire life before now? Um, possibly. Not that when? I can necessarily Name it. recall. In what context? What? It, tell me even what era of your life are you considering that it could have potentially come up? I talk about the mayor of London occasionally. With uh, liar. And I would say, what uh, is considered their mayoral duties? Because I'm not really sure. What's in, in their remit? <laughs> Sounds like a boring conversation <laughs> made up. <laughs> oh, God. No, no, no. It's fine. It is in tone of what Mouth would say, I think. But yes, he has classic flip phone footage of dan accosting his youngest son indeed yes and whitey to the rescue with a baseball bat get out of here danny before they have to carry you out i can't do the voice do it dom i can't do the voice either yes you can you do it every time (laughs) with that madness (laughs) there's an opening in my lineup (laughs) get out past the cashews Get out of here, Danny, before they have to carry you out. <laughs> I, my money would still be on Dan to win that fight, even if Whitey has the bat. I half imagine Whitey would swing the bat as full pace as he could, and Dan would just catch it with one hand and take mm-hmm. it off him, and then like snap it with that one hand as well. And be like, what are you uh, going to do now, old man? Dan calling in the radio station as Keith, an unemployed mechanic. It's too funny. It's too good. Because I was like, in the watch along as well, I'm like, like, is it Keith? Why would he call himself an unemployed mechanic? That's weird. And then it's, uh, hi, Mrs. Rowe. (laughs) Sorry, Miss Rowe. (laughs) I'm married, right? (laughs) He's so good. Is it fair to say that Paul Johansson, just episode after episode, delivers the most the best performance every time i think i think he's definitely you know he's just brilliant at it isn't he he's brilliant at being evil and just has that perfect tone of being able to be funny and rude and condescending and in control all it kind of rolled into one he does it so well so good so good his whole thing with chris keller I'm a big fan. (laughs) When the vase drops, it's just like, oop, your present for the wife. (laughs) It's so good. Like the the whole thing at the radio station with him at the radio station with Deb. It's just like, Mm -hmm. oh, precious moments. It's so good. I love the way that he says, uh, you see, Dave, family values it all starts at home but the way that he that's so something he would do to you know that this like a power move to use overuse people's names to sort it it's sort of um it's a psychological thing to one it, it keeps their attention because when you hear your name it's instinctual to be like oh shit they're talking to me but it's also this continual controlling the narrative and controlling the conversation of talking to someone, and and it's so so it's like well written because that is the sort of shit that he would pull. Mm, definitely. Well, have we moved on to Dan? We... <laughs> Fuck yeah, you, mouth. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah. 
There was a yeah, we did mouth. What what else is weird? What's there to say about Dan? So he has yeah, the stuff with the radio station, he's written the lines out for Deb, he calls in pretending to be Keith, but Karen wins that exchange. Um quite gracefully, she kinda owns that and you know, she sort of says he tries to throw her under the bus for being a single mum, which is insane. He is the one that made her that way. Yeah. But she handles it and says, you know, well, I'm trying to make him into the man, more of a man than the boy that fathered him. And that hit that hits him hard. And one thing I have to say about Dan in this episode is that we have that this full range of um, kind of characteristics that, that he is uh, in that he, he has that childish element at the beginning when he's on the phone and he has that childish element with, with Deb and they're back and forth after the phone call where she's like, what are you, eight? And he's like, well, what are you like high and whatever? Like probably high because and, and she's cut all the arses out of his trousers, you know, and it it's just that back and forth is so childish and silly. And then we get to we throw the Nathan element in and we get to Lucas and we get to grabbing Deb and then grabbing Nathan at the end. And it's all serious and it's all this is going to go my way or things are going to go wrong for you. And then there's another moment where, you know, when he's holding Nathan against the locker and Whitey comes mm-hmm. out and then it changes the tone changes just having a conversation you know it's nothing more than that and what that says to me is when you get home Nathan you're fucked <laughs> that's what that says to me and and it, it's so powerful it's so good how he can flip between all of these emotions and 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 Dan is just so evil but in so many different ways and and you don't see villains do that that often you don't see villains mm-hmm. being funny that often anymore. And it's nice to kind of get that from this show. Mm. Yeah, for sure. That perfect balance. Well, yeah, I mean, you kind of you, you kind of hit most of those points just there. I mean, he, like we said, he has the situation with Chris Keller, which what I enjoyed about that conversation was that it shows that Chris doesn't change for anyone. He's Whether he's talking to you know older adults or to whoever he is that same character that same personality and i love that because uh it shows that he just is that narcissistic so yeah and you're you're still coming around to chris keller yeah i i liked chris in this episode i actually thought he was uh very funny and kind of makes the episode in a lot in a lot of places um because the 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 <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be brave. The Lucas, Brooke, Peyton, Haley kind of Nathan thing of everyone all being a little bit upset because one has done something to the other is all a little bit like, okay, we've done this now. We've we've seen uh-huh. this all before. But throwing Chris in is this wonderful new element that just adds to the frustration of, of all of them. Because he's, you know, obviously done what he's done with Haley. He kissed her, took her away on tour, you know, made that, you know, gap between Nathan and Haley even bigger. Up until this point, you know, it seems like they're getting a little bit closer now. But he's now driven that wedge between Brooke and Lucas, and it's it's not he's not even doing it. He's just doing it because he can, and that's that's where Chris comes from. He does things because he can, and no one's stopping him and it's only nathan that goes you know and confronts him and says you know i'm not pissed at you because it's 
Lucas, I'm pissed at you because you're up, you know, taking advantage of someone who's in a vulnerable position. Um, and it's the second time you've done that. And then he like shoves him over the chair. Yep. That's I like to think of that as hitting you without hitting you. Yeah. <laughs> Chris said <laughs> She's a cheerleader that breaks my cardinal rule. <laughs> I don't sleep with cheerleaders unless there's free. <laughs> And then when he walks into the school later and there's yeah. three in the corridor and he's like, oh, God loves Chris Keller. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rachel, you just made my to-do list. <laughs> such a, it's such a sleazy line, but it just, I, like, I've got to give it to him. It's just the way he pulls it off, the way um, that line comes across. And it's Tyler Hilton, isn't it? The way he, The way he just brings that out is... Like, even him saying the line of, you know, this goes out to all your girlfriends, you know who you are. That was just perfect. The way he says it is perfect. And it does just give you that, oh, it's so frustrating. One of them needs to knock him out. But it's, I kind of also think that's not going to happen. I think he's just going to get away with it all the time because he's that he's now become a lovable rogue. <laughs> it's frustrating as hell. I, 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 lo- I love him. him. <laughs> I've, I think I've always loved him. I, maybe... Not the first time I watched it at the beginning, you know, during the season two stuff. But by this point, I've always thought he was hilarious. I mean, he gets hit in the face with the basketball. I mean, I take it from me who has been hit in the face with a basketball before. That is painful. (laughs) That's a heavy, heavy ball to the face. That's rough. So that must have hurt. But that was a great moment. And... um, He's got a good singing voice, Tyler Hilton. I really like his music as well. Um, yeah. He does the national anthem well. Well, the, the snippet Chris, of it we get, anyway. Chris Keller always springs for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, he turns up with the donuts and they grab them and take them away. But his his interaction with Haley and uh, and then a very brief moment with Peyton back at the studio is also very good. When she turns up and she's in her cheerleader outfit and he's like, oh. <laughs> and there's like, oh, what, what's happening here? Um, and she's like, you're such a jerk. You're such a this, you're such a that. And he's just so, it's like he's so comfortable in himself that he can just say whatever because he, he hasn't got any qualms or issues with, with saying it. He is just that comfortable with himself that he, he doesn't have a problem with just being him. And this is him, and he can do whatever he wants. And it's like, who cares about you know me sleeping with Brooke? It, I, I'm you know, it's two kids having fun. Who cares? I'm not hurt anyone, you know. Because at the end of the day, he's just being himself. It's it's weird to think that that he kind of gets away with it, but he just has no issue with it at all. And uh, well, this is what I was saying. To, sorry, it's in tragedy. This is what I was saying to you off microphone before we were start before we started recording. Is that you have to respect people that can remain themselves in in all different settings, like mm. completely consistent. And he's shown that in this episode because he's interacted with so many different groups of of our characters, and he's remained the same. So yeah, I fully agree. I love that. Mm. Yeah, he's he's really good. So should we talk about the Lucas? Well. We can talk about Lucas, or we could talk about Peyton and Brooke, or the Brooke. Brooke's kind of just upset this whole episode, isn't she? That 
you know this happened at the start of the episode was brilliant where it's the the misdirect or oh isn't it must be great to be a kid these days you know and then cuts and then you've got brooke on the sofa explaining what happened and having to admit that he sang to her and she's like a groupie now and a lot of these things that are played for laughs but you know she's really upset with what she's done and the fact that she's hurt lucas Uh, and then she goes on with her suburban filth that they've you know basically taken her designs and then she steals them back hey what did you think of all of this the the whole upset thing at the beginning is like it this show seems to do this a lot it so far we're only in season three it feels a little bit overdone now i kind of need a season of someone having a happy relationship or all three of them having a happy relationships you know the the three girls i mean because it's just so oh i fucked it up oh i feel so sorry for myself and they drag it out and it just seems to drag on just like you know what brooke you fucked up oh i need that kind of patent sensibility if you fucked up just live with it deal with it stop punishing yourself get over it now okay we're done go and talk to lucas apologize if he you know spits in your face or throws something at you fuck it move on that's kind of what peyton's trying to get at you know me and lucas fucked up you know when it was when you were in love with him and and we did our thing behind your back and you kind of forgave it then so actually he owes you one so just just try and it's just such it's just i'm getting a bit fed up with it I, i want just a little bit of just normality and something different to the story. That's why it was nice when we got to the suburban filth side of it. And that I actually quite enjoyed that because it was, I've done something creative and I've made this and I've got these designs and I've done this and I've done that. And you've you've taken it. And and I, I, unfortunately, it I, I have to agree with suburban filth. It's their intellectual property. If she signed signed the waiver, <laughs> then then Brooke is breaking the law. <laughs> That's fair. That's I, fair. I, I have I that mean... in my job now, actually, believe it or not. If I was to come up with an idea or something like creative that was linked to the industry that I work in, that is technically intellectual property of the company I work for. And they can take mm-hmm. it. They can then produce it and do whatever they want with it. It's all theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no say. I guess, <laughs> yeah, I guess what she's thinking is that they could have at least given her some sort of royalty to it or some sort of, you know something to advance her rather than it felt underhanded to her it, it yeah it is a bit of a shitty thing to do isn't it to go oh look there's all her designs we're gonna make them and sell them and she gets 10 percent discount of everything in the shop you know that's, that's ball but would you want you know little sort of hot shorts hot pants shorts i mean firstly do you want hot pants shorts in general yes um, you do don't you uh, yeah sure so, yes. yeah, yeah yeah i want okay. ones that say Filth, across, filth. Across yeah, the that's. Yeah, that's my. Thing. That's what I'm going. I mean, for. probably it's probably quite accurate if we were wearing them. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, it's just, my filthy shorts. <laughs> mine, mine just say. <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! It's like a dolphin shit in here. It's so green. <laughs> Are you been eating fish again? <laughs> I thought you gave up. <laughs> it's if anything, I want a pair of shorts that say "clean" on the back, or say "freshly bathed." 
just says sorted. <laughs> <laughs> Fixed it. <laughs> oh, oh, problem's gone. <laughs> uh, the cord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's if that's a story that can be told on the podcast. Let's, let's or not. keep that between us, my friend. I think you deserve some privacy in your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, just on time. Katie is here. Excellent. Okay, so we're here. We're back. Katie is here. Katie, how's it going? How are you doing? Hello, hello. Um, I'm doing good. Uh, how are you guys doing? How's it gone so far? How would you say it's gone, Dom, so far? Uh, it's gone well. We've covered a couple of characters so far from this episode, but there's more to do. But yeah, we're, nice. we're both fine. We're doing okay. <laughs> we spent an obscene amount of time talking about dolphins <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And whether oh, yeah. what their particularly what their um, do do is like for a polite way of saying it. Doo-doo. Do you have any? Firstly, do you do you have a guess? Dom knows specifically; he's seen it in real life for a color. A color? Mm. Uh, I want to say green. I don't know why, but green. Correct. It is green. <laughs> nice. Wow. It's all that tuna. <laughs> so we spent a long time talking about that, but it sounds like you can skip that part. You already have the knowledge. You know? <laughs> so, but we were just talking about Brooks uh, stealing her suburban filth items back and uh, sort of talking around her trying to get over what happened with Chris Keller. And I guess Peyton was a large part of that. I mean, how did you feel about Peyton in this episode, Katie, and pertaining to her support of Brooke? She was great best friend this episode. She did a great job being there for Brooke and not like, you know, glossing over what Brooke did that was like so upsetting, but like still being there for her, regardless of any decisions she may have made. You know, it was very nice. I thought it was a very good Peyton episode. Yeah, it really was. Did, did you feel the same way, Dom? Yeah, I, I again, I think the same. It's having that energy and that drive to say to Brooke and that push, like, come on, forgive yourself, get over it. He's made mistakes too. You know, he made a mistake with me. Come on, just just sort yourself out. Um, that That's the side of Peyton that I really like, is that actually she's kind of got that fighting spirit in her at points. And she's like, you know, I am the queen of cold and and misery or whatever she says you know like she's not exactly sunshine and kittens but you know come on Brooke snap out (laughs) snap snap out of this and she even she even has the great moments with Hayley where she starts getting Hayley involved and she's sitting with her at the kind of bench or the lunch table outside and she says to her you know oh no it's when they're driving isn't it she gives her the reasons as to why they're why she's like been nasty to her and now she's kind of feeding her back in she's like everybody leaves and they screw up and it upsets me and actually you're the only one that's come back so I'm gonna take it out on you and that's kind of what's been happening you know I'm sorry let's try and move past it and she's so kind of grown up in this episode it's brilliant except for the awful awful background driving as they're driving she might as well be shaking the wheel like 
like in crazy old like 50s films with the like, awful green screen in the background it was dreadful but the rest like what the sentiment of what she was saying was fantastic at that moment though i, I liked Peyton in this episode very much what about you si yeah true sigh wow. yeah i went with a sigh went there. yeah i felt a, went bit, there. felt a bit dirty but i'm gonna go with it felt a bit green <laughs> <laughs> green light uh yeah it was um i think she was really good in this episode she only did one thing that annoyed me just one and come on for us that's pretty phenomenal that's really good. and the one the one thing she did it wasn't even her the line the character it was a line delivery and it was on that exact line that you just said and she's like you know people always leave and then she goes and i guess you're just one of the ones that came back like she switches into this like high-pitched like she puts on like a like a child voice and i think sometimes people with deep rooted (laughs) like i don't know what it is i know what you mean because there's an episode it was either the last episode or the one before where she says to mouth you hell of a catch or something like that it really annoyed me <laughs> it really wound me up yes <laughs> it's in one way it the delivery of it um i can already feel comments being written by jay <laughs> jay it's fine write them i'm here, here. But the, 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 there's um line delivery that makes it feel more natural right like how people would actually talk but i think sometimes it just it dwindles over into this place of this weird like high-pitched voice that katie does it annoy you or, or are you fine with it well two things it does annoy me yeah but also i think sometimes when you're saying something that's so hard or emotional for you to say it can be easy to deliver it silly you know i have seen that in my real life where people will like something that's like really like heart-wrenching for them they say it kind of weird because it's hard for them to say you know so i don't know i don't like the voice but i it seems kind of realistic to me depending on the person yeah that's it no yeah that's a good point i think Yes, you can deliver. Sometimes you deliver it to to soften the blow or to try and make make light out of it. But I said it once. I said it twice. I've said it many many times, and we've got a long way to go. But I'm hungry. It's coming. <laughs> it still hasn't happened. It still hasn't happened. I listen for it every week. I get excited that this will be the episode, and it it never is. I almost think it's not going to happen. <laughs> You're like looking at her thinking she hasn't eaten much this episode. Yeah. Maybe she's <laughs> maybe she's hungry. Maybe she's saving it up. <laughs> uh, well, what else with what else with Peyton? It was kind of a lighter episode for her actually, wasn't it? She uh, Sorry, go for it, Katie. You go. Um, I really like that she was still like friends in there for Lucas too. She wasn't, like, just there, like, on Brooke's behalf. She was, like, also caring, you know, when she went and talked to Lucas about, like, how he's feeling and how this is for him and trying to, like, actually be both of their friends and not, you know, pick sides or be really emotionally in it, just, like, as there is a shoulder to cry on. I thought that was cool. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, she... Good. It's a good Peyton episode. She's done well. She's done good. That's why she's getting pop funkoed in however many time in however many weeks. I yeah, I, yes. Are you still what going, about? Sorry, are you still going for the Angel of Death? 
Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These nice. are all solidified. My wife and I have ordered uh, some new sofas. And when we ordered the sofas, they said they're going to be 15 weeks. Oh, that's crazy. 15 weeks. That's crazy. Our, like, current sofa, it's not even that old, but it's so uncomfortable because it's so big. When I say big, I mean wide. Like, it's so wide, you can't put your feet... This is a whole other thing. It's not important. <laughs> the point is, is when I heard 15 weeks, I thought, will I have these pot funkos by the time these sofas are here? <laughs> I'm not sure if I will, Katie. I'm not sure. <laughs> Who do you want to talk about, Katie? We've got left on the table. We've got Nathan. We've got Lucas. We've got Karen. Deb. We've got Deb. We've got Whitey, YT. a little bit of Whitey. We've got Tim. We've got <laughs> quite a few on there. Oh, yes. Can we talk about Tim? Oh, my gosh. Tim really was amazing this episode. I really liked him. Talk to um, us about it. I love that he was, like, trying to get the whole tattoo thing going. He was like, we're all going to get tattoos. Have you heard? And it was just his idea. And the tattoo he gets so cute, so funny. What a weirdo. <laughs> I thought Whitey was really harsh on Tim. Yeah. Like he he got a tattoo because he loves being part of the team. He's the point guard. He's, you know, everyone's giving Nathan the credit, but everything runs through Tim. Tim distributes the ball, you know. He's he's in charge of the game, really. Anyway, he he's committed to the team it's for momentum and whitey gives him a zero not cool whitey no it wasn't cool <laughs> dom do you have words of defense for your favorite character or do you see that as being harsh as well it was a bit harsh wasn't it because at the end of the it doesn't even have his name on the back of the the jersey as well it's just a just a plain jersey with the the, the number zero on it um, but it's also quite funny just to be like, oh, he's gone out and marked his body for life. And you're just like, you're not that number anymore. <laughs> I don't think you're even technically allowed to have a zero because you're not allowed to have a number one. It has to start from two. Oh, so why is that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I just know that you can't. I know that it, you start with two. So there is no number one so i assume there can't be no number zero either are the refs numbered no mm, maybe the refs number one maybe the coach is seen as number one or when when i did uh you know don't want to blow my own horn something a coaching <laughs> thing um <laughs> we had jer- when they had jerseys made this is when you were meant to say it dom so then i don't have to be you know i can be humble with it <laughs> when you were a coach at the special olympics Oh yeah, represented the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, <laughs> oh, Great Britain. They... Not even a country. It was like four Couple. countries. Couple countries. <laughs> yeah, they threw them in there. But we, when we had the kit made, uh, I had one for a jersey, and yeah, I had number one because then they went two, three, whatever, 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 and you can go up to ninety nine. So mm. I actually think White is breaking the rules here. If anything, kick him out. I would. There's a reason it's his last season. He's losing it. Is <laughs> <laughs> Mark Noble? He's out. Well, that only makes Katie. sense to me in this podcast world. That will only make sense to me. Well, 
Okay, so Katie, also, um, you know, Tim, he... Hey, what he had he had some other special moments that I, I'm blanking on them. What was his other other parts in here? Or was mm. that it? It's just the, the the whole explanation between him and Nathan in the class, and he gets told to shh by Whitey, and then and then the moment in the locker room. That's kind of his major, his two major parts. I think of this episode. Yeah. yeah. Bevin has a great part in that classroom as well. She's a tactical yeah. genius. By the looks of it, I hope that comes out a little bit more. I'm not sure it will, but hopefully she's like assistant coach or something like that. She's the next head coach. That'd be great. She note she notebook skills in the last episode. She added something for Whitey's notebook in this episode. I mean, how do you feel about Bevin, Katie? She's got some real hidden strategic planning um abilities that we haven't seen before this point you know but my favorite part with her was when like rachel and chris keller were like arguing and afterwards she was just like bye you know like completely oblivious that she was supposed to hate him it was so cute i love that she she Uh, sorry go on no yeah go on i was gonna say she's kind of become that perfect additional character like she's like the opposite number to Tim, isn't she? Yeah. You've got like the the sort of a bit simple but actually hearts in the right place guy and a bit simple but hearts in the right place but incredibly intelligent at the same time girl and it's it's yeah, I think they they're really good kind of opposite numbers to each other and they complement each other quite well in terms of their roles within the show and and how they interact with the other characters. I really like both of them. I never thought about it like that. I like that. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Well, Katie, do we go? Do you want to go, Lucas? Do you want to go, Nathan? You want to go, Deb, Karen? Mm, Deb. I don't. Deb didn't do a whole lot this episode, did she? She got called a milf by Chris Keller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's true. Yep. Yeah, she did. That was a very pretty picture of her and Dan together. That picture he picked up. That was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, what would you make of of Deb in this one? Oh, I can't imagine having to sit there and read a script like that about a husband who's been so terrible to you. And that guy, I didn't notice the first time I watched it, but that guy, the like radio talk show guy was wearing a Dan button already. Like, come on. But yeah, oh man, that must that was that must have been hard for her to do, and oh, yeah. Did you get the script that I sent over about for you to read about people giving us a review? <laughs> you sent that no, to, you no, I haven't gotten it. You sent that to me, Simon. Oh, would you like to read it? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll I'll go for it now. Hold on. Yeah. Here's a, here's a paper huh? oh wow that's long that's a long <laughs> script a long script isn't it um yeah, says, yeah. Uh, hey everybody <laughs> it's been a minute since we had a review please can can you just just go and get your phone and hey if there's anyone else you live with get their phone too and go on to itunes or wherever you get your podcasts and find mm. our little podcast and give it a little review you know you want to Lots of love, the Colonel. I mean me. I mean Dom. Yeah. 
Yes. That was perfect. That was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she also... (laughs) You dropped your pen. I dropped my pen. Yeah, don't know where it's gone. It's all right. You don't need it. Now leave it there. Leave it there and call me Colonel. Sorry, Colonel. I've left it. (laughs) I I don't think you've called me Colonel in a long time. Felt nice. Um... (laughs) Katie, she also, Deb also gets told at one point, stick your chest out and what does he say? He says, like, oh. stick, your, stick your chest out and just look pretty. Like, try to look pretty. Yeah. He said, try to look pretty. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I I know you guys get a lot of chuckles out of Dan. <laughs> I'm just real sick of him at this point. I After, like, the whole choking Lucas thing, like, I just have not found him as amusing because... Come on, you know, the, I don't know. But no, I didn't like that. No, that makes sense. I think we kind of look over it because I enjoy choking Dom sometimes. Um, and he enjoys being <laughs> choked, don't you? Yes, Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> no. just, you're just perfect to make me feel super uncomfortable. <laughs> just, just in my life, just... <laughs> get back in your corner now <laughs> i think uh no you're right i mean i think we not to speak for him as well but to do that i think we find it amusing because it's so over the top and theatrical it's kind of we have uh pantomimes here uh, do, do you have pantomimes there yeah I don't know. Maybe. I it's, don't know. I think it's a very British thing. We call it panto. It happens like Nick every Christmas every year. And it's very much, here's behind you. Here's <laughs> over there. This. Can you explain pantomime better than me, Dom? Because I'm not doing a good job. Uh, it's essentially uh, taking a nursery rhyme or kind of children's tale and turning it into a, a theatrical performance where there's a lot of breaking the fourth wall so the the actors interact with the audience a lot and it's quite silly and they they bring up the audience and you have celebrities that kind of play the main characters a lot of the time in pantos it's quite a big thing over here if you've if you've gone to see a panto at christmas it's quite you know it's it's almost like the done thing and but the, yes and but the villains are very over the top so you have people yeah. doing like aladdin and things like that and it'll, the villain will come on and everyone will go boo it's like <laughs> cinderella's like stepmother will always be played by a man and and it'll always yes. be well over the top and it's always kind of Dragon. done that way yeah. yeah and the ugly sisters are kind of always played by two men or like you know it's yeah. that kind of it's that kind of vibe is very very silly and very over the top but it, but that's what Dan is like. It's like he's so villainous that yeah. we kind of like laugh it off. But yeah, I mean, if we were to take it down to what he actually is like, then yeah, he is a criminal. He is committing crimes and choking out his own children. He's, you know, he should be in prison, really. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, in Friends, like Dr. Drake Ramore, he's kind, he's kind of like looking at it like that in a way. You know, he's evil twin and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, is that, uh, are you, have you always felt that way from your very first watch about Dan? Or is it as you're seeing it more over time that actually you're thinking, no, it's actually just really despicable? Um, I mean, I've always enjoyed watching him be evil and stuff, but 
I don't know this time I think it just comes off as more cruel to me than it did before and like harder to watch like viscerally when he's like being so nasty to people yeah that's fair I mean he does he is doing that so I mean he (laughs) he tried to get a vase to fall on Deb's head yeah that was he was so kooky this episode with all the like the childish prank stuff like calling into the radio it was so he was so silly and then he you know just says these really gross things too so I don't know I don't know how Deb's doing it hanging in there yeah for sure well what about Karen? How did you feel about Karen in this one? Um, I really liked her scene with Lucas where she's trying to cheer him up. And she says, one of my customers once said the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. And she freaks out because she thinks about what that means. That was really cute. I feel like that's a good Karen moment. It's kind of like the woot woot. Yeah. And it's showing her light aside. She like the seriousness of Karen from season one compared to how she is now, she seems so much more comfortable within herself that she mm-hmm. knows herself, knows her boundaries, knows who she is. And that's really coming out in, in her character and in the way that Moira Kelly is performing. Is, is this how you feel as well, Dom? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Karen has come alive for me in this season. It's less, stress and pain and and past tortures it's it's fun and this is my future and this is where i want to go and this is how i'm going to talk to my son and lucas is like really down in the dumps of course like how else would lucas be presented in an episode of one tree hill but she's like (laughs) come on you know someone wants something and then she's like oh my god ignore that you know you know have some cake instead it's that it's that kind of sentiment and and it's it's so good to see that come from Karen. I actually really, really like it. And she's really settled into into being um, Karen. Moira Kelly, I mean, is really settled into being Karen. And uh, just enjoying watching Karen on screen. I actually, you know, I used to kind of go, what, what are we going to get from Karen now? And now I'm like, yes, Karen's on screen. It's it's so different. Um, and there's so many characters that have done that for me now. You know, Peyton is, is just a roller coaster of just, misery really i mean sometimes we have good moments this episode was good moments but you know even chris keller couldn't stand chris keller I now actually think yes chris keller's like bringing a bit of change brooke for me is like oh snap out of it woman you know come on um you, you've done something that a bit silly and a bit a bit dumb but you know what so did lucas get over it and lucas is just the king of mopey isn't he he just is but yeah nathan's impression of lucas is so, that was so funny. good. Yeah, just get over it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, should we talk about Lucas? I mean, Katie, how do you feel about Lucas in this episode? Are you pro Lucas? I mean, I'm not anti Lucas for sure. <laughs> but are you more pro Nathan? I'm more pro Nathan. Absolutely. I, I'm rooting for them both to root for ones to root for the other, you know, but um, yeah, I, I just, I think like watching Nathan's story better. Yeah, that's fair. But I Lucas mean... is great. You know, he's, he's like the main, the main dude of the show and, and uh, always will have love for him. So it's not one tree hill without Lucas. Anyone that yeah. denies that is 
crazy, you know. Dom. Yeah. Anyone that you denies deny it, it is is a pigeon. Is that what you're saying? No, pigeons are still family. They're just extended family. It's Anyone that thinks cousins. that is just an ant <laughs> on. <laughs> On just on a rainy day. Do you ever see an ant in the rain? No. no. The ants go marching one by one. Hurrah, hurrah. <laughs> wow. The ants go marching one by one. Hurrah. hurrah. The ants go marching. Da, 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 da. Wait, why is it? Because the rain comes pouring. Wait, it's something because the rain comes out, isn't it? I listen to this on repeat all the time. I have a baby. But the... Oh, my God. I just said that. I can hear him cry. Oh, gosh. Do you need to run off? No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> not not because I'm leaving. No, no, because <laughs> Ethany's there. The wife is, is going to get him. We know this song, right? And it's about the I, rain comes down. I know the part that you sang already. That's the only part I can remember. Anyway, my bad. But the, the rain comes down, the ants go in the ground. They, because... they all went into the ark trying to get out of the rain. That's what it's meant to be. Went down to the ground to get out of the rain. Bomb, bomb, bomb. It's, it's, the supposed be, it's, all, it's supposed to be they all went into the ark trying to get out of the rain because it's about the animals went in two by two. Hurrah, hurrah. It's animals going into Noah's oh. ark. That's what it's meant to be. That's what the song is. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Bible times, Jesus times. <laughs> Jesus times. Jesus yeah. times. <laughs> Big boats. Got it. Big boats. Excellent. <laughs> Only two ants, though. We could squeeze a couple more on there, couldn't we? No. It scares the elephants. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Anyway. Sorry, Lucas. Lucas, what do you think of Lucas in this one, KE? Um, he's understandably upset. Uh, he was kind of mean to Rachel. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Like, he was a little aggressive with her and, like, being kind of weird um but no you know i think he's just licking his wounds this episode it wasn't really fun to watch just because you know i want i want i want him to feel better and it's sad but i feel like that's pretty much just what he did he was just like upset dom do you want to offer a counter perception perspective yeah i'd, I'd said at the beginning that rachel is is the problem in this episode i really don't like her at all from this episode you know she's just she's a little bit homophobic with calling lucas essentially calling lucas gay and yeah no, just, that's gross. she's yeah. just not very nice about it and it, i think it makes him a little bit uncomfortable and then later on with the she offers uh he gets a, a ride with her a lift with her and she just i think she flips on him and it's all a bit like hang on a minute what the hell's going on and then it's like get out of the car but then he walks in the opposite direction that they were driving. That's the bit I don't understand. I thought that was weird, too. <laughs> it's just like you've come all this way and you're just going to walk back. That, that, that's a bit unusual. <laughs> but um... Yeah. She's slightly predatory, I think. I mean, if you think back, she's been in the backseat of his car with her, you know, getting undressed and doing whatever. He's said no like a million times. She got undressed on the river court. He said no. And then... So I think, yeah, I think he's just kind of had enough of his dealing with some stuff. Just, and then she kind of turns it around of, 
no, I'm the one, I'm rejecting you. And I think it's, we said earlier, if that's how she's feeling and that's true to her character, then that's great. You know, having integrity and dignity and self-respect, perfect. But it's hard to trust because this is the first time she's acted that way. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely don't think that she feels what she was saying like oh like actually i'm the one that won't do this and you know i'm better than this i don't think she feels that she's seems like a extremely insecure person to me Mm. and like all of the the homophobic stuff was absolutely over the line and i definitely am not arguing that like she in any way like was good this episode i just think like the things he was saying like if you're uncomfortable with her um doing that to your locker and like the things like she's been making so many advances like why are you getting in the car with her like why why don't there's so many people there who could drive him home like it just seems weird to me that he would choose her and then um like be really aggressive about like I'm not gonna hook up with you out of like her saying he needs to move on it just seemed like odd like his things he was choosing to get mad or like the things he was saying he was mad about versus like what I feel like are the actual like she's actually like it's really unrealistic I feel like for a a teenage girl to be like throwing herself at this one guy over and over and over again to the levels that she is like it just seems I don't know I just I felt bad for her when he was just like I'm not hooking up with you like you're crazy I don't know <laughs> yeah, Dom. Yeah, so that's a really good point, and I, I think like Lucas is. I don't know. He's this weird. He's supposed to be the heartthrob of the show, isn't he? But it, you, you know, sometimes attention gets pushed towards towards Nathan, and he ends up being, in my eyes, the kind of. I don't know. Just like the, just continuously heartbroken, and unfortunately, sometimes he's the the owner of of his own heartbreak he's the reason behind it and he needs to be i think a little bit more forgiving because actually as much as he's declared his love for brooke and this that and the other he was still kind of you know knocking about with rachel or knocking about it's probably not a phrase many people are familiar with but you know he's going around with rachel and playing the hard to get kind of thing and, and messing with brooke a little bit and then they had that whole kind of falling out and Brooke then gets a bit drunk and it all gets a bit over the top but you know there's no there's nothing to say that they're exclusive or anything but they both have a lot of unearthed feelings for each other that that they kind of need to discuss but this is this episode for for you know both Lucas and Brooke has just become a point of talking about each other but not talking to each other and that drives me mental just discuss it just go and have a word with him and and you know say what you've got to say let him say what you've got to say but instead she goes off moping and eating like the nicest looking cake i've seen for for a while and he goes and paints a door like come on Sweet i hate son. the way she sucked her finger though the oh, way I, she made that that noise i kept it in the watch along as well because you said you hated it so i kept it in <laughs> i thought you might i actually i didn't think you were that twisted but now that's really unearthed a bit of your character there it's the only way i can can get back at you (laughs) (laughs) i looked it up the other day i was getting so angry at the sound of someone eating and um 
it's called it has a name it's called like misophonia mm. i think it is and i was like oh my god i've had there's a word for it um so yeah asthma misophonia <laughs> just please don't need to eat like that it's not necessary <laughs> katie how do you feel about people eating really loud oh it's really gross i don't like it yeah great we can eat together then. <laughs> We're good to eat together. That's perfect. 2025, Excellent. just you two, table on your own. <laughs> that would just be silence. The quiet, the quiet, quiet eating. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying that I eat like some sort of wildebeest. <laughs> no, no. I like a you, you clearly, I feel like you would do it to me on purpose now. <laughs> I wouldn't be that, I wouldn't be that cruel. I wouldn't be that cruel. Maybe. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well uh lucas also plays kind of trash in the game right yeah pretty trash but there you go he keeps visualizing chris keller in the stands hooking up with brooke he does the old nathan i'm open i'm open and moves out of the way gets a nice chest pass to the face classic moments love that mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, is there much more to say on Lucas before we move over to Nathan? Didn't he throw his pills? Yes. That's the that's the other big thing. I feel like he's he's thrown his bottle. This, yeah, and Ganda. twice Karen has given him advice without yes knowing that she is actually yeah. going to kill him. <laughs> That's that's what I was going to say. I can't remember exactly what she said. She said something like, if you put your heart into it or something, you'll always be okay or something like that, wasn't it? It's it's almost like, um, don't don't let your heart stop you from doing what you love. That's it. Yeah. That was it. That was it. So it's yeah. like, oh, I love basketball. Okay, my heart is a blocker. I'm going to throw these life-saving pills away and let it kill me. Idiot. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Simon, <sighs> what are you thinking right now? <laughs> yeah, for B loves the game. I mean, it's difficult for Katie and I because we can Mystic Meg know the future, you know? So um, I don't really want to say much. I mean, in fact, let's flip it back to you, Dom. I mean, what what's your predictions with this? Well, unless he gets a new heart, I have absolutely no idea. So <laughs> I can't see him having a heart transplant. So more drugs, different drugs, experimental treatment. Maybe he'll get like, he he's going to get heart. a heart transplant. Yeah, maybe he's going to get like a heart transplant, is in the hospital, and then someone falls over, a dog eats it. Like, I don't know. Oh my something. God. <laughs> oh, look, <food>. something, <laughs> something tragic. Yeah, Luna, you know, like Luna, they do. Luna rocks up. <laughs> like Luna actually is on it. She's on a raw, raw food diet at the moment, which is just raw meat, and she has stuff that's like heart and tripe and offal and oh, she's eating surf and to Lucas's pig heart. Jesus. Mm. Yeah, it's Luna that eats the eats his heart. It's wow. going to be a human heart, but it's gonna yeah. So, what, are you predicting that's going to happen at some point? Maybe not the whole falling over thing. I mean, that might happen as well. Is that? I don't know. You said that, not me. So you're not you're not normally one for giving shit away. So um, I'm guessing the only way of fixing this is to either take medication or get a new heart. 
getting a new heart. <laughs> they don't come by that often, so I'm guessing more medication. But yeah, actually, it would be quite an interesting twist. This is their last season, so as Ravens, so it would be interesting to see if he was to get one this year. Is it not their last season as Ravens? That's what Whitey says, isn't it? Oh, uh, yes, yes. I thought you meant this season is no, the no, last season. It's, it's their last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their last basketball season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Season four is the last high school season. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because they do two, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We them. Yeah. Unless he gets yeah. a, a new heart halfway through or whatever. But I, mean, I kind of think medication up until the point he's at a sensible age to then get a new one. But Dan is the sort of jealous type, isn't he? So maybe he'll intercept and be like, "No, that's my heart." He'll get the, <laughs> he'll get the doggy and chewed up heart off the floor. One of okay, those, one of those moments. And the dog throws it up and just they put it puts it in his own chest. <laughs> yeah. But is that not extreme to get a heart transplant for something that you can just have medication for? That's like okay, different example. It's like me saying. I'm sick of this inhaler pump. I need some new lungs, please. <laughs> Very different. I mean, I, I'm also just remembering that HCM is real and not like a fictitious, a fictitious thing. So, I mean, this yeah, is obviously this, I'm this joking. Is, this isn't meant to sound as harsh as it's going to come out, but a new heart is only a motorcycle accident away, isn't it? Oh my gosh. That, but okay, I feel better. But that's how that's how like the medical professionals of this world see it i mean i think i've had a discussion with someone about this or at least overheard a conversation where they're just like literally your your organs are just a motorcycle accident away from 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 coming and that's that's how the i I guess that's how they process it and how they they Mm -hmm. they let that happen i I don't know you know just it's it was one person's opinion so maybe it's how one person deals with it out of a billion other medical professionals but I suppose don't don't put a don't put a name to it because it's going to make it too personal. I'm an organ donor, but I don't ride a motorbike, so we are we are automatically anyway, aren't we? Oh, it's not a choice anymore. No, you're opted in. You have to opt out. Oh, okay. So, well, I was, it was in the days where you had to choose. But we we yeah, I think we both would have opted in. I opted in when we were when we first. Um. I've got licenses and stuff. Yeah, well, so. I won't need it anymore, will I? So, <laughs> yeah. but I, I don't think, I don't think having. It seems like if you had something that med, medic, medication can keep under control, that that would be risky to have like such a massive operation. You know, just to be able to play basketball, that seems crazy. I mean, Katie, does that seem crazy to you? Yeah, I mean, I don't see a doctor recommending that just for basketball, you know, outside of a TV show. I mean, crazy things happen in TV shows all the time, you know, possible dogs eating hearts. Um, You just never know. (laughs) So but yeah, I, I would I mean, there's a lot of people in the world and in One Tree Hill world, just, you know, probably in their world. I mean, I don't know, but that you know, there'd be more serious conditions. There's lots of things where like you need like heart lung transplants, you know, like it just seems not minor in comparison, but less severe in comparison to a lot of different issues. 
that's that's still a life of medication anyway isn't it because if you've got another heart you still have to take medication pretty much for the rest of your life to for your body to accept someone else's organ it's so it's a bit what what do you do do you take your heart that is malfunctioning in a way but there's medication that makes it manageable or do you take someone else's heart where you have to take medication anyway to make sure that it stays functioning within you it's strange you're making me feel weird <laughs> too much heart talk <laughs> it's making me feel oh. strange but also <laughs> the fact that the, that science and medicine can do that can can put a new organ inside you is just unbelievable it won't be long before there'll yeah. be like a 3d printed one and they will 3d print an mm. organ and go you can have that now we'll whack that inside you and you'll be fine Bob's your uncle, funny. I think they were trying to do that on Grey's Anatomy. They're trying to 3D oh. print livers or something. I don't remember. Wow. They're trying to 3D print something. And yeah, I remember that being a medical trial. I mean, you know, it's Grey's Anatomy. It's not real, but but I remember that as a storyline. So you're on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Dom. There we go. Next podcast, Grey's Anatomy. Well, I, we, I we, love... we talked about um, intellectual rights to things. So that now belongs to the company I work for. So. <laughs> I own nothing. No, it belongs to this podcast. Yeah, well, there you go. You're on our time right now. <laughs> I, that is true. The stuff that medicine and science can do is absolutely phenomenal. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's great. It, the fact that HCM is a real thing, um, it's, it, I think they, they're managing the storyline well in putting all of this risk to it you know in saying that this is a crazy thing to do and uh you know the way that they're they're handling it so um it's interesting so we'll see we'll see how it goes shall we move on to nathan katie what 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 did you make of nathan in in this one i I thought nathan had a lot of funny one-liners he was you know he was like when um, Lucas was playing badly. He was like, "Stop looking at Chris Keller. We already know he can score." That was funny. <laughs> yeah, um, he was really cute with Haley this episode. I thought that was cute. I like that they're being like awkward, but like friendly with each other, and like you know his his scene with Dan where like he's pushed up against the lockers and everyone's kind of surprised, but you could tell like like. Nathan's not surprised, you know. So, um, I I haven't really ever thought about like how physically abusive Dan might have been like before we come into the picture in season one. But like, I mean, if he's choking out Lucas and then pushing him against the locker in front of the whole team, like, I mean, it could have been pretty bad. And so it's it's just interesting to see them interact. Hmm. And the the class, yes, all of that is great um, insight. And then the classic ending with Haley, you know, him calling Haley on the way, and then them walking home together like that is a really. This is the Nathan that we've been missing. This is, and I know that it's been missing for a reason because he's been heartbroken. But it's nice to to see him back being his sort of true self. And then, yeah, I think that's totally right with it's like he he expects this behavior from dan like he's had this his whole life and this is only new knowledge to other people that are finally sort of peering behind the curtain i mean how did you find nathan this episode dom i i thought the 
the the tension between him and Lucas is like that's continuing is is actually tends to be more brought on by Lucas, you know, and and Lucas reacting to things that he says because he just he just wants to win games now. He's just like I don't really care about any of that crap. I just want to win games. And actually, you've been playing like crap. But he also knows. Does he know? Does he know? He still knows about Lucas's heart condition, doesn't he? I can't remember. Like. I know Dan knows. Is Dan the only person that knows? No, I think Nathan doesn't know. I think just Dan knows. Okay. And Haley. Yeah. Yeah, Haley. Because I, I had a, a moment of thinking, God, does he not? Does he not know? And I guess he doesn't. Because um, I thought, oh, maybe he's been a bit harsh. Because if he did know, I, I think he would act very differently um, towards Lucas. But him saying like, your game is trash, you know, pull your finger out. Is that really competitive? kind of scott side isn't it and dan scott kind of element why are you laughing <laughs> what's he laughing at pull pull your finger out <laughs> is, is that a british thing katie do you if you heard that before um i inferred the meaning but i don't think i've heard that no <laughs> what did you infer the meaning to be like like play better like you know pay attention and play better kind of you know but what do you think the literal meaning is <laughs> oh, i don't know that we need to get into don't that don't be so cruel I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well because sometimes when i hear like colloquialisms like that uh, i think i left a syllable out there um that <laughs> mayoral <laughs> Wait, say it Colloquial, colloquialisms. colloquialisms. Mm-hmm. Colloquialisms. <laughs> colloquialisms. Perfect. Like that. I sometimes think of the literal meaning of what someone's saying. <laughs> She's saying, well, just pull your finger out your butt, you might play better. Well, obviously, because then you'd have two hands to catch the ball with, you know. <laughs> I didn't even realise I'd said pull your finger out. I have no recollection. Oh, right, okay. I have no recollection of that at all. It's just a turn of phrase. I do apologise to anyone who doesn't understand what that means. <laughs> no, because well, because he says you you uh, your game sucks. Fix it, and he says your marriage sucks. Fix it. You know that's the <laughs> so petty, isn't it? So petty. I just, again, I just want them to be friends again. Maybe I'm. I, I I live in this world of complete mistrust when I watch TV now. Did I explain this to you, Simon, on the podcast last week? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I, I, and uh, all I want is these two to be friends and the, and, and the young ladies in, in this program to, to all get on and be happy. It's all I want for these people. I just want a bit of happiness. I want Dan to continue to be this weird little bastard evil man. But actually, <laughs> everyone else can kind of get on around him. And, and that's kind of what I'm hoping for. And it's just not happening. And it upsets me greatly. But I think I... they just all need to pull their finger out, don't they, and just get on with it. Lucas will get a heart transplant. Nathan will get back with Haley. Lucas's new heart will belong to Peyton, and they'll go off and be married and have miserable children. And uh, <laughs> Brooke will be there making all sorts of clothing and designs, and and be like a super fashion guru. That says filth and dirt and things, yeah. sewage. I've got some new shorts. It says sewage on the back. It says green dolphin shit written, written across it. <laughs> Toxic waste. I mean, who, who wouldn't buy those, you know? Like, green dolphin shit. That's the perfect shirt, right? Dolphin shit shorts. I'm gonna, hot pants. I'm going to go around with just, I'm going to get the initials GDS just on everything. Just inscribed in my <laughs> life. 
Green Dolphin shit. G- GDS. Green, green dolphin shit. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm going for. I think we should all get tattoos. Yes. 2025. <laughs> GDS. <laughs> I... That'll be our firm name, Simon. <laughs> Real... Oh, God. Uh, real talk i would get uh, a small a small one tree hill tattoo in 2025 if there was a team effort if like to solidify the podcast if we could we could all some we could have a collective design it could just be stenciled like i've got some here that are incredibly small you know i'm i'm down to do it katie do you have tattoos i have two I have butterflies on my neck. That's my newest one. And I'm oh, getting nice. another one in a month. Um, for, I'm getting a memorial tattoo for my brother. Oh, awesome. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, not as <laughs> heartfelt and, and nice as that, but would you be down for for some sort of little 2025 Ravens yeah. tattoo of some yeah. sort? As long as it's not too crazy, you know? No, no. We could have some collective design that could just be... Something that everyone, Dom, you're looking scared because you know <laughs> that you're one of the you're a host here. Mm. You, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you would need to, mm. yeah. You wouldn't have to do it. Yes, Katie said I don't have okay. to. <laughs> you could just get like a bunch of temporary tattoos made and just wear the temporary tattoo oh, get some, like, all the time. Rob on ones. Could you not just get it on like the inside of your leg or something? That would actually, re- that actually really hurt. <laughs> Shall I get a tramp stamp like Tim? Yes. Yeah. Oh, a number fifty-five. Fifty-five and a cherub. <laughs> oh. well, people messaging. I'm going to start asking people when I'm asking people about 2025. I say are they getting getting the tattoo going. As surely, well? surely we need a design. It should be a little raven. Surely, yeah, that'd be dope. Be a little raven. Just a little. Little Raven oh, that be... somehow I don't have any. Can it say keeping up appearances somehow <laughs> entwined in it? <laughs> I mean, you could just get it somewhere that you, that no one's ever going to see it if you don't want anyone to see it. Or I'll get I'll get like a loudspeaker, or what they call like, like a loud hailer. You know, when there's like a fire, okay. like evacuation, and you're like shouting down it, like everybody go this way, and it just like down my arm. And the word gets bigger down my arm. It just says, Kara! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So get that. That would be good. We could get some different ones. Like, it could be different. Yeah. Okay, we need some designs, people. Tahani, you're stepping up out of T-shirts. <laughs> Into tattoos. Into tattoos. Wow, oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Excellent. Okay, well, we're kind of we're, we're kind of dwindling off here. We're going to have to roll into judgments. Um Wait, before that, do we have anything else we want to say about this episode before we roll into Judgment Land? Uh, I thought Chris Keller's whole three cheerleader role was really funny. Yeah. Um, especially since when he sees three cheerleaders, they're like, ew. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, but- love that. I can't think of anything else that sort of stands out as being mention worthy or that we haven't mentioned. There's nothing in particular that is standing out. The the guy in the radio station was really cool. I actually quite liked him. He was uh, and when he was talking to Karen, he had the kept the row for the Karen row mm-hmm. badge on as well, as well as the Dan. Oh, that's when Dan I didn't in. notice that. Yeah, I I had to go back and check because I saw the Dan one, 
And I was like, hang on a minute, that doesn't seem right. (laughs) So I had to go back and check, but he did have a Karen one on as well. Um, He was cool. And when he was just like, and we have mayoral candidate Dan Scott and his lovely wife. (laughs) That was was a really good moment. I enjoyed enjoyed him. He was good. Hopefully he appears again. Dave. Dave. A name. Yeah, those pins would... he did get named. Those pins would be a cool little thing to have, a little prop to have. Mm. But okay, well, before we get into Judgment Land, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and how could you not? And you can find out more at ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through. Hoops. But Katie, they also go through. Nets. Ravenshoops.net. Net. Katie, who was your favourite performer of this episode? Peyton. Peyton, I think, and right? Yes. Yeah, Hilary Burton. Oh no, no, no. No. Um no. Performer? I don't I don't think I couldn't I couldn't pick one. Ooh. It's the favorite character that I have Peyton for. Okay. Dom? Uh, I picked Tyler Hilton as my favourite performer of this episode. I thought uh, he had a good, like, as much as we said that he's he's very much himself in this character. Like, he's not Tyler Hilton in this character, but this character is true to himself. He's just, Chris Keller always plays, is just, is always the same. And, and I think he did it so well. And this was very funny as well, some really good lines and very well delivered. So, who was your favourite performer, Cy? I <laughs> I was going to say Sophia Bush, but the way she ate that cake annoyed me so much <laughs> that it can't be her. So I'm going to agree with you with Tyler Hilton because yeah, I loved his performance. Brilliant. What about your favorite character, Katie? Um, Peyton. She just had a great episode. She was a great friend. She was there for everyone. Real chill. Yep. Dom? I'm going to double up. I'm going to give it to Chris Keller. I think this is the first, uh, an exclusive. He's entered the record books in my eyes of of being someone I, I could pick as a favourite character. I, I thought he was great in this episode. What about you? I am going to agree with Katie. Mm. I, I liked Peyton in this episode, even with her high-pitched voice. I thought she uh, yeah, was a good friend and you know all of the things we spoke about. What about your favorite background performer? One line or less, Katie. So there's someone after um, uh, Lucas get gets Nate gets uh, Chris hit in the head with the basketball. There's someone over Lucas's shoulder that was like two down from Chris Keller that just has the weirdest look on her face. Like, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> I really liked. I really liked her. So some good background performing. I like that. And Dom. Uh, I'm going for cheerleader number three out of the three in the hallway. So yeah, Rachel Bevan and then the third one. So whoever she was, she's getting picked. And you, Simon? Simon. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good call. Um, I'm going to say the guy that opens the episode that goes, oh, wouldn't it just be great to be a kid yeah. like in this time? And then it cuts to Brooke being super upset. Favourite song katie um the mixed tape by jack mannequin mm. classic it made me really nostalgic you know it is it my... morning 
Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's on the CD, isn't it? That they released the One Tree Hill CD. So yeah, Dommy. There's an absolute. You chose a. Can I guess what you chose? Yeah, go on. The Jamira Choir song. Yeah, feels just like it should. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh, what an absolute tune. Yeah, when they're doing their cheerleading. I didn't call it that. But they were brilliant. That's a brilliant song. So, yeah, that one. Did you pick that one it as well? just like it should. They <laughs> 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 sound like cats. <laughs> yes, and yes, I did choose that one. Yeah. Uh, Favourite line, Katie? Um, The... the... Chris Keller has a rule, only sleep with cheerleaders when there's three. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's a great one. Dommy? <laughs> it's a Dan Scott line, and it's to Chris Keller, and he says, you remind me a lot of myself. Maybe I know your mother. <laughs> Brilliant line. What about yours, Simon? That was a great one. Um, I have so many from Chris Keller to choose from. Um, I'm going to choose for Chris Keller always springs for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> great line. Donuts. And then last but not least, the precious, precious rating. You know how this rolls. Katie, did you have a number in your head before we started this conversation? Yeah. Increase, decrease, stay the same? Stay the same. Dommy? Same for me. Had a number, stayed the same. What about you, Simon? Before you say, maybe ask me. Meow. Um... I had a number, stayed the same. Nice. Right, one, two, three, go. Yes. One, two, three, nine. Seven. Oh my god. <laughs> so we had Kate Katie had a seven, Dom had nine, I had an eight. <laughs> how does this happen? How does how seven, is, eight, nine. How is it all the episodes that I think are great? You got like Simon in particular as well, always drops a number below. And the ones that I that Simon gave a ten, I'm like, no, it's like a seven. I don't get this. How does this happen? It's part of the charm of your guys's dynamic. <laughs> exactly. Well, Simon, well, can I push you to a nine? Because I thought this episode sure. was great. I mean, you can, but I mean, maybe Katie's gonna, gonna say that we should drop to a seven. So should we meet at an eight, Katie? Would you? Could we get you to an eight? Yeah, I'm good with that. Dommy, can we get you to an eight? I I will I will concede to an eight. Yes, I think it's better then than we'll... an eight, but I'll go with an eight. <laughs> then let's call this one an eight. We're gonna have to go because we've got people in the waiting room. Though Dom <laughs> doesn't wait. care about <laughs> people in wait. the waiting room. Uh, Katie, it's lovely to see you as always. We appreciate your support. I can't wait to get matching tattoos with you. Yes. Um, we really appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was fun. It was lovely to see you again. Great to talk to you again. And I hope we get to do another episode with you again soon. Before yep. we go anywhere, go let's do our Ravens on three. Count us in, Dommy. Are you ready? Ravens on three. Oh, yes. One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens! Ravens!